Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast, where we talk about cultivating student growth and community through high school esports. And now, for your hosts, Scott Herzog and Nick Joniak. Welcome to Beyond the Game podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And I'm Nick Joniak. And we're welcoming you back for our second episode of these, this podcast. In the last podcast, we, of course, introduced you to ourselves. So if you didn't listen to that and want to find out a little bit more about who we are, you can go back and listen to that. But in this podcast, we're going to tell you a little bit about how we at Penn Manor Esports kind of got started. We'll kind of give you a little bit of background into that. Let's 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 tell that story a little bit. So, uh, Nick, you were in on this much earlier than I was. From your recollection, how did this all happen to the time yeah. you got involved? Yeah, so this kind of came to me. Um, so I work for our IT department at Penn Manor. Uh, and this uh, concept originally came from our technology director, uh, Charlie Reisinger, um, and just kind of talking. I mean, um, he knows that I kind of enjoy games and that type of stuff. Uh, and to be honest, the the topic of esports clubs, esports teams in local area, you know, other schools doing it, other um, nonprofit foundations and stuff in the area, really starting to take grasp for high school esports. Um, and to be honest, I think that kind of got the ball rolling for us. Um, there was definitely buy-in kind of from, hey, well, other schools are doing this in our area, uh, from our high school administration and district administration uh, to, to start at least getting feelers for it. At some point, probably early last year, um, Charlie and one of our high school principals, Jason D'Amico, ended up uh, presenting to our school board about what is esports and why our high schools getting involved in high school esports. So in a little bit in my it's it's a little bit like it's almost like peer pressure neck, right? All the other schools are doing it. We don't want to be left out. <laughs> Why you know? aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably somewhere along the line there may have been a question of, well, why aren't we doing this? Yeah, and right. If, if other that happened, I don't know. But. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So they pitch it to the board. Uh, you know, it's always funny uh, to see. So Jason DeBico was one of our high school principals. He was a guy that also helped pitch it. He's one of the funniest guys to have pitch esports because he has like no background at all in that. You know. Yeah, and I mean, trying to if you've ever presented to your school board or been in a school board meeting, I would probably bet that most of them don't watch esports or yeah, may not absolutely. do any type of video gaming. So yep. being able to sell that uh, in terms, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge, and we'll get into those challenges in later episodes a little bit. But you know, I'm just glad that they had like number one, we had Charlie, who has been a phenomenal advocate for esports and education, and then uh, then uh, you know, I have felt as we've begun our program an immense support by the administration. Yeah, and I I think that is uh, I definitely uh, thank them, uh, and I've said that multiple times to them. This is obviously one of the the hardest steps in getting established with esports um, if you're trying to start a club uh, you, you get what i mean um, we were kind of fortunate that we didn't have to sell it to our admin well we've heard we've heard plenty of stories from people we've run into about how school boards or administration just aren't really sure about it and so you're trying to start something and and already it's a kind of a battle to try and legitimize the educational value of that. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in future episodes, but we did not have to thankfully battle that, really. 
So how did, so Nick, how did you, uh, so that was like, so Charlie and Jason go and present before the board probably in January or February. Uh, what was the conversation like that kind of got you on board as far as, you know, being kind of the, the tech side of things and kind of, have, uh, I guess being one of the coaches for it initially. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, Charlie and I definitely talked that about the concept of it, wanting to do it. And with kind of my tech background in hardware, and like I said, very familiar with games and that type of stuff, um, we needed to find a house for it at the high school. Uh, I'm based at the high school. It's my office. Um, And we also kind of needed to have tech buy-in. So one of the biggest struggles, it sounds like, from some others is if you don't get uh, basically uh, somebody to buy in from it out of your IT department, you may struggle with trying to get not only like hardware set up, but there are really uh, challenges with like networking and and things like that that yeah. you need for online gameplay. Yeah. So trying to find somebody that's able to represent it from our side of the house, the tech side of the house, uh, I think was important. And Charlie knew that because he's our director for technology, if that matter. But yeah, it's kind of how I got into yeah. it, and it kind of went from that. Well, and you you certainly know networking. I mean, that's kind of what you do. And and I think the other thing that probably is uh, beneficial for you is you have built many, many gaming PCs for yourself and for other people. And so you certainly know the hardware that goes into making machines that can run the games that you want to run. And I think that's also a plus. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, definitely helped. And uh, I mean, part of it, if you know anything about Pen Manor, I also had a bit of a uh, introduction for couple actually 2013 we had started a student help desk apprenticeship program and i was one of the first students that did it yeah one-to-one laptop program and i was kind of involved with charlie's team even back then so i mean this is kind of starting a, a program like that right uh, definitely different caliber right um but it definitely i've learned things over the years hey yeah we all do so coming into so that was about like february march early march 2019 and about that time, they shoot an email out to like all the uh, high school staff and say, hey, if you're interested in being part of this esports program or helping coach it, let me know. And this was coming from Jason D'Amico, one of our assistant principals. And I email him back and say, sure, I'm kind of interested in it. I don't know if I responded back right away, but I went up and visited him. We talked about it. And then it ended up being initially there was no one interested. And then there were like three or four <laughs> people interested. And so then, so when that happened... Jason Amigo says, we need to go through an interview process. All right. Yeah. And so, so then I had to like, you know, brush up my resume and, you know, you know, get my sort of uh, ties into other things. Oh yeah. And so like, and what was less important in that interview for him was less about how much I knew about games, but more about how I, what I knew about building and starting up businesses. Cause that's really what we were doing. Yeah. And and running and managing people and the fact that I'd run the anime and manga club for three years at that point and that I was able to hand it off to students. Um, I think all that stuff was really important. Yeah, a lot of it is, uh, like you said, the, the personable aspects of, you know, basically not managing people like it's yeah. a business. It's yeah. not a business, um, but there's relationships and there's yeah. things that you have to build and um, you know, there are times when those type of skills yeah. did come in and help. Yeah. So and, it's, yeah, you're right. It's certainly not a business, but it's certainly, uh, there's a lot of traits of a business that, you know, managing people that's still important as part, as part as part of it. So I ended up, he ended up saying, oh yeah, okay, we'll give you the job then. So, so I got the job and, and, uh, 
you know, there was a, the, one of the things that Penn Manor did, there was a, initially a small stipend that went with it. Not that, that any, any club advisor will tell you who gets paid for an after-school sport knows that it doesn't near cover the hours you put into it. At least not at least not in our school, and that's fine because you don't do it just for that. Um, you do yeah, it because truly. of the passion, and uh, you do it because you care about these students and you want to kind of help build this. And that's when you and I began talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as we kind of revealed in the initial episode, um, we kind of knew each other before. I was a student of Scott's <laughs> yeah. yeah, back when I was at Penn Manor. But I mean, yeah, I've worked with you, kind of. At least on a weekly basis. Well, it was <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, like March. Yeah, it so was. It was. It we're was, very cl- close now. Yeah, weekly, if not sometimes daily. We, were, you know, part of it. There was no groundwork. We were figuring this thing out and like what it was going to look like and how in the heck did we do this thing called esports and how do we communicate? How do we get the teachers on board? How do we get the parents on board? How do we get students on board? It was a lot of email crafting. <laughs> But yeah, it was. Yeah, we had that initial uh, district buy-in, but then you still have to sell it to the uh, our, our stakeholders, if you want to call them that. Yeah. yeah, well, and that and that's a perfect way of putting it. And and so we began to we talked through. I remember us meeting with Jason and said, "Okay, we want to do this initial meeting. When would be a good time to do it?" We initially thought, "Oh, we'll have it in the classroom because we thought, oh, you know, who's going to show up? Twenty, thirty students." And so we put out a form, an interest form. And realized very quickly that we were going to need the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, ended up getting about 110 students that responded to the survey. Yeah. And that was uh, basically a Google form saying, you know, would you be up for an esports team or club? Uh, what games are you interested in? And yeah. And about 70 people showed up to our presentation in the auditorium. So and it was, it was, it was, uh, it was stunning because I know that we just weren't sure. We had no, we knew that. Penn Manor as a district had bought into esports. We didn't know the interest from the student end of things. You know, one of the coolest things that I that I remember about that meeting was the huge variety of students we had. Girl, you know, we had we had male, we had we had men and women. We had um, we had all ethnicities. We had people from all academic strata, people that were honor students, down to people that were just in general edu- regular education classes. And I just remember being very impressed by that. Yeah, it was, uh, and then the figuring out how we could present and talk to these people, and uh, then it was planning the presentation. <laughs> you know, so I think the other thing that we did quite early on that was kind of maybe in tandem with that is we began to set, set up our social media, like our disc, our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, our uh, Discord, as a way to communicate, especially to the students initially. Yeah, and I mean, for... Like you said, you know, to get the social media avenues up just to say, you know, this is notifications for dates and yeah. you know, registrations open. And that's important to, to start getting your followers soon, you know, know your student body. And then uh, with the end of our interest meeting, which happened not the beginning of this year, that was the year previous. Right. We started to get students that are at least interested uh, into a Discord server. That right. That's pretty much, you know, just students from the school. Yeah. Um, that way effectively communicate yeah well we put and we had put posters up around the the school advertising this meeting as well and there were some announcements on the morning announcements that kind of also communicated that to kind of help draw student in, students in to that 
Yeah, and the, our our Discord was pretty open initially. You know, it was it was open to anyone that was interested in it because we just wanted to kind of facilitate that communication. We've locked it down to people that are currently on the team now for the most part. But yeah, so uh, we did that, our social media. And then from then on out, it was kind of figuring out. Yeah, I think it, it kind of, we kind of were kind of in a holding pattern until the next year for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we ended up signing, I signed up for, uh, it's called NASIF. It's the North American Scholastics Esports Federation. Yeah. And it's basically a nonprofit organization uh, representing high schools across the entire United States. Yeah. Uh, tries to arrange tournaments in within time zone brackets. Yeah. Uh, just to get schools playing one another right. uh, in competition, uh, primarily Overwatch and League of Legends. Um, but, you know, we, we got our club or team registered last year. Yeah. Um, and having, you know, really, like Scott said, no foundation yet. Uh, definitely didn't have any equipment. Definitely didn't have any teams. Yes. Uh, just there getting was that nothing. started. <laughs> and start researching and start reading like what does the tournament look like yeah uh, what are the requirements yeah uh, do, do students have to use their own account do they use a school account um what happens if you want to include students and they don't have a copy of the game like there's a lot of different things yeah a lot of different we were tr- just trying to figure all that out and we were luckily because nasa partners with a partners with a local foundation called emerald foundation and uh emerald foundation is a uh, a foundation that does a lot of community work. Esports is just like one arm of it, but their esports, they're striving to kind of build communication, collaboration, problem solving, and video game play with students. And that's really one of their hearts. Uh, so they've been a huge support. They've been a huge support to us. And I, uh, at least initially in getting started and talking with them and trying to figure this all out. Yeah, I guess I should have gave a bit of background earlier, but now is a better time than any. Yep. So uh, Penn Manor is a public K-12 school in Pennsylvania. Oh, that's Lancaster. true. Yeah, we are, we are that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we are not the only school that's partnered with Emerald Foundation and NASIF. There are There's a good amount. I had an event recently with the general managers, and there was probably, I would say, maybe 25 different schools in the area, probably about an hour around represented. So it's, it's definitely... Um, interesting to see if you have a local presence with something uh, like this. Um, it kind of does get the ball rolling, and I think that also helped um, solidify that. Yeah, we're our district wants to do this. Right, right. It was def definitely helpful. We of course set up. I think we set up at the end of last year before we actually started. We set up uh, a Twitch channel and a YouTube channel, but there wasn't much on those things. We were just kind of like, oh, let's let's grab all this stuff so we have it for the next year. And so yeah, we we kind of did that, and um, yeah. So and we worked with uh, as we went into the next year. We'll tell the story of of how our first season went and how that all transpired in another episode, but. We went into the next year, uh, it was kind of quiet, and then around August, we found out that the game we were going to be playing was Overwatch. Probably the only thing I want to say about that that was interesting is we started school, and we, within a week, had to have tryouts. It was real, It was a real quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah so, so not only have not having tryouts a week into school, but like I think we had school started, what, three weeks into August? Yeah. Uh, and at that time, like we didn't have our hardware. We didn't have oh, right. location set up. We didn't like there was a lot going on. Basically, <laughs> found out like first week of August. Hey, yeah, we're playing Overwatch. We're registered. Uh, we're probably going to end up trying to field two teams for it. Um, but other than that, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, we were. We had, in fact, I think we had tryouts set 
and we had like no computers. We were like, we were like, okay, we got to build these in a week before and figure it all out. So, yeah, it's, well, it's one thing to even get there, uh, being a school district. Sometimes you got to worry about all the logistics of even getting to the building part. So, <laughs> oh yeah. And absolutely. It's not like you can just, uh, typically you can't, sometimes there's a lot of hoops to jump through when you're trying to acquire equipment and stuff like that. So, Yeah. Well, we'll get into our equipment probably in a later episode and certainly talk more about how our first season went and how tryouts went and some of the things we learned along the way in future episodes. But I think this is a good episode that kind of talks about how we got started. Everyone's story is going to be different and unique. We would love to hear if you started your own club, we would love to hear your story about how your club got started, how the your esports team got started. I just find it fascinating to hear other people's journeys and how they went how they went about it and the hoops that they had to jump through to make it happen yeah so please uh email us uh your your story or if you have any questions would love to maybe present questions you have or maybe even bring somebody on to talk about what it looks like at their school yeah absolutely or challenges that they've faced so far yeah uh, so our website is beyond the game podcast.com and if you have any questions uh, you can email us at btg coaches at gmail.com and you can uh, follow us on the Twitter at B. Uh, it's a, Twitter is BTG Esports Cast, and then if you we're, we'll be on Facebook Beyond the Games uh, Esports Podcast, you can look it up and we'll be there. So, and uh, beyond that, I, I believe that's it. Nick, is there anything else we need to say before we go here? Uh, yeah, I think we uh, we achieved what we set out for today. Yeah, so you want to talk a little bit about how our program came into being and kind of how we got involved and that's a little bit more of the story and uh next podcast i believe we'll get into even more of how our first season went i know our goal is to talk about equipment eventually and a little bit more about our, our program we might have to do that at school since that's where our equipment's at but <laughs> we'll try to put up some pictures and videos of our equipment so you can kind of see what we did yep we'll have specifics yeah and it's definitely one of our biggest things is our our mentorship and especially our shout casting for yeah. live streaming. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a lot of questions, people of how we're actually doing that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll try to show you. And if we, if we, if we aren't showing you something you want to see, please let us know. So, all right. Well, I believe that's about it, Nick. I think we're ready to get out of here. Oh yes. Okay. Until next time. Hey, we'll see you.